Hello and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators, played by marginalized people. Today playing with me we have AJ. Hi, I'm AJ, my pronouns are they, them, and I'll be playing John Constantine, whose pronouns are he, him. Next we have Cass. Hi, I'm Cass, my pronouns are she, her, I will be playing Frog from Chrono Trigger. Their pronouns are he, him. And last, we have M. Hi, I'm M. My pronouns are they, them, and I'll be playing Nico from OneShot, whose pronouns are they, them. And I'm Om. My pronouns are they, them, and I'll be your host and game master today, so no character for me. Today, we will be playing Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, which is the game we've been playing for a while and we're excited to launch into. So... We're going to start off with character introductions now, though with AJ first, why don't you introduce us to John Constantine? Yeah, okay, so for those who don't know, John Constantine is a character very dear to my heart because he's a scouse, bisexual, magician slash con man. (laughs) Um, He's a very cynical, kind of classic anti-hero from comics. He first came in through vertigo and then got taken over by dc very much it's difficult to describe him without swearing <laughs> so i'm trying i'm trying to find a way to he's he's like a very abrasive cynical person but like ultimately he's a humanitarian and like cares a lot about people but he's seen so many dark things and dealt with so much death and like demon stuff that it's very hard for him to appear to be a person who cares and to appear to be a nice person yeah and he's also one of the most talented magicians there's ever been next up Cass you're gonna be playing frog why don't you introduce us to them so Frog was originally human. He was an apprentice to a very famous knight in his world. And they went to face the evil wizard and they lost. And his knight was killed and he was turned into a kind of human-sized frog. And so he is setting out to prove that he can be a knight and to fight against evil. And he's very he likes to be very chivalrous and heroic. And last but not least, we have... <laughs> I'm playing Nico. Do you want to introduce us to them? Yes. Uh, Nico is a kind and caring child carrying a strange artifact that looks like a light bulb and is referred to as the sun. Nico <laughs> looks a bit like a cat, but will often insist that they're not a cat. And uh, generally, they are a very helpful little person. For those of you who are wondering why we have characters from three completely different franchises, that is because that's kind of core to the premise of Interstitial. And Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, which is a game by Riley Hopkins, uh, is a powered by the Apocalypse tabletop RPG that focuses on the connections between people and the power that comes from those connections as people travel to different worlds and meet new people. And the crew of characters, as you can see, are from a variety of different worlds themselves. So we're going to go a little bit more into the mechanics briefly before we start. AJ, why don't you tell us the playbook you're going to be using and quickly give us the names of the moves you chose for Constantine. Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm going to be playing the Mystic. The whole point of like the Mystic playbook is essentially you are a very powerful magician, uh, but but like ultimately your relationships are where you draw your power from. 
and you're the kind of person who's uh often closing off your relationships or like putting your relationships aside for the good of the people you're with uh, like so it's got all moves about breaking links and unlocking links in order to help other people and also helping you lock links for yourself and other people and the moves i've chosen are for your own good a magical teacher and which we'll get to and from the aether aether ether choose one <laughs> yeah uh, you choose what what will constantine say ether i'll say ether awesome next up we have frog what playbook are you going to be using for frog cast so i'm using the playbook called the anachronism and it's all about so all these characters are traveling worlds but the anachronism is also traveling through time um, so I can travel, I've traveled to the past, to the future, and um, all of my moves are about sort of around that theme. So I picked what year is it? I was different then, and as it was foretold. Cool. The last character we have is Nico. So and what character or what playbook are you using for Nico? I'm using the friend playbook, which is sort of a supportive role. It's geared towards healing and buffing your friends. Um, the moves that I chose are uh, help, buffing the party, and costume change. Nice. That's going to be fun to look forward to. Awesome. Uh, and then the last thing is before we got onto recording, we established links between the characters because in interstitial, you start with a link with every other character in the game and links are sort of bonds that you can use for to draw on for strength later and they have different types. So starting again with Constantine, what bonds do you have with the other characters? So I have chosen a mastery link with Frog and I've, I've locked that uh, mastery link because of the move Magical Teacher, which is uh, establish a locked mastery link with another character. That character is considered your apprentice. If, I think the way we spoke about it is that that's very much I'm considering Frog my apprentice, but <laughs> it's not necessarily a reciprocal relationship. And I've also got a heart link with Nico because uh, part of... Constantine's backstory is that uh, he once, while trying to rescue like an endangered child from a cult that was like a demonic cult, uh, he summoned the demon to like kill them all off <laughs> in order to try to, to try and rescue her. And but this was still when he was like young and no and very arrogant in terms of what he, like he thought he knew a lot more about magic than he did and he didn't actually bind the demon to, so that he could control it fully and the demon took that little girl back to hell with it so i feel so like nico being around is like a child is like a child here that that constantine very much feels responsible for but also like is a constant reminder of like okay well i can't just rush in i can't just like be as arrogant as i was because that like that literally cost a little girl's soul in the past like i can't i can't i can't make this mistake again with a child here perfect what links do you have with the others frog so my first uh bond is with constantine and because of my backstory, I don't trust wizards and dark magic. 
So I have a rivalry towards Constantine. I don't trust them. So they are trying to make me their apprentice and teach me to use my magic that I have better. But I kind of am suspicious of them. Um, and then my second link with Nico is uh, I see Nico as my apprentice, almost like a younger version of me. And I want to make them into a hero and train them to be a knight who can protect others. Perfect. And Nico, what bonds or links do you have with the others? So Nico uh, sees Frog as the hero that Frog is, appears as a knight and does knightly actions. So Nico is a bit indecisive and sometimes scared. So I, I chose Heartlink um, for with Frog as sort of that introspection to make Nico think about um, you know, trying to be braver and <laughs> to complete this. Um, chain of mastery links nico uh has a mastery link with constantine seeing that constantine is kind of more protective of them nico looks up to constantine as a like a student to to a teacher relationship mm. <laughs> which is absolutely fantastic because that's the last thing he'd ever want <laughs> is is for them to learn like get involved in magic and attract the ire of demons <laughs> With that all established, I think we're ready to start. The camera opens up to a sprawling shot of San Francisco, uh, a city that's a urban sprawl with the hilly and modern atmosphere of San Francisco. Buildings lie on uneven terrain, the streets themselves dip and swerve and rise and lower. Uh, there are balloons up in the air holding a variety of advertisements and tourists, but it's meshed with more architecture from Tokyo, uh, and the two styles clash and combine various interweaves across the city. As the camera follows down various streets, the lights start going down uh, darker and darker, and neon starts lighting up as we turn to darkness and the nighttime appears. Uh, we follow the camera through this neon lit streets uh, to a dark alley, from which three of our heroes step out, confused, perhaps, at where they've arrived, but arrive nonetheless. Can you describe uh, what your characters look like uh, and what, in the order you step out of this doorway? <laughs> uh, Constantine is already lighting a cigarette. <laughs> uh, he's got, like, sort of, like, spiked-up blonde hair, with, like, and he wears, like, a long tan overcoat over a black suit nice he, he looks rough he looks like he's just woke up from a hangover and immediately got into a fight <laughs> because he probably did that is the most accurate description of constantine yeah perfect perfect uh, who's next to step out i think frog would step out and would actually maybe like step in front of constantine and more like a protective guard position um, and so I'm, I'm human sized, um, probably like close to six foot, but a frog and I'm wearing, um, golden armor, like a golden breastplate and a swirling green cloak, uh, with like steel gauntlets and boots and a, uh, golden shield and sword. And I haven't pulled the sword out yet, but I have like my hand on it and I've pulled it slightly out of the sheath. And, like, my big, bulbous frog eyes are, like, looking everywhere to see what could be threatening us, and is there anything I need to defend us from? 
Yeah, and you do see someone, but we will get to that in a minute. Because as you notice them, the third person steps out of the doorway. Uh, so Nico, standing at about four feet tall, uh, has to kind of scamper to keep up with the other two. Um, they're wearing a, uh, it's like a long red coat that buttons in front, but the sleeves are way too long, so you can't see their hands, although they are cradling a, what looks like a large light bulb that's somehow lit up. Uh, a red hat that looks like it has cat ears on top. Uh, blue hair and large yellow cat-like eyes and a very long blue scarf. Nice. Perfect. And as the three of you enter this alley and your vision settles, the man you see leaning at the edge of the alleyway, uh, eating a sandwich out of a brown takeaway bag, uh, looks like your typical bouncer. He's wearing a large uh, nondescript outfit with a black vest over it. He's got a red bandana over his hair and he's very well built. And he looks startled because he did not expect people to step out of a closed wall. You don't need to bring that sword in here. Look, if you, if you want something from me. Who, who, who are you? Good sir, no worries. I mean you no harm. Tell me, where is Teft we come? What is this place? Constantine is rolling his eyes. This place? This is good luck alley. Where else would this be? Um, can I actually use my move? Um, yeah, I think now would be the perfect time for you to roll that. Um... Yeah, so I have a move, what year is it? And when I arrive at a new world, I search my memory and roll mastery. Um, I'm pretty sure I have a zero in mastery, so this will be a good first roll. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this 11. goes. Eleven. Ooh, Ooh, nice. All so, right. What happens on a 10 plus? Uh, I have traveled here, and the GM will tell you something um, that you remember about this place. Perfect. Uh, so you instantly recognize the bright lights and the mishmash of architecture that you can see from it as well as the sounds distantly of robots fighting uh you are in san francisco a uh city that you've visited before and specifically you are in the district called good luck alley uh that despite the name it is no more than just a single street it is the entire district and it is called that because good luck getting out alive <laughs> my kind of time. it has got a reputation for being a little bit more rough and tumble than most of the other places uh pretty much everyone is always on guard and most people try their best to avoid this neighborhood and you know that if anything is happening of note chances are this is the best place to start finding out uh i think i i pull out my sword and i think there's like that cartoon gleam from it the little like star that shines uh and i say alas we have come to a dangerous and dark place constantine protecteth the child all right frog put it away calm down all right the man's enjoying a sandwich no need to bring cutlery into it uh, the man agrees i've i've dealt with already one sword wielding lunatic last week i don't need more people to wave those things at me please look at Constantine and like my eyes narrow a little bit but they're still big because they're froggy eyes and I say you trusteth too much how do we know he is not some evildoer oh, look, I'm, I'm just Valerie Carl there's no reason to get it all uppity if you think I trust too much you don't know me well what what what, what, what show your name was Carl Valerie Carl yes Felony <laughs> Carl yes that's a terrible <laughs> nickname it's my mom my mom named me that 
I, 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 I don't know how you expect to avoid attention with a name like Felony Carl. Look, I, I've been on the straight and narrow, all right? My mom says if I stay on here long enough, I can go back to Carl. <sighs> <laughs> uh, I think I like look at him and I start cocking my head and I say, So, you seeketh to redeem your name. Are you on a quest? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I work as a bouncer now, so that, that's a legit job. Uh, Clocking multiple times a week, get paid. Making, trying to make a wage, you know. So, so I guess you could call it a quest. It's it's hard to find a stable job. I've never met a legit bouncer in my life, and I've been in plenty of dives like this. Uh, I she's my sword, half because Carl said that, and half because Constantine is now kind of being snide, and I don't agree with him out of principle. <laughs> 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 and I say, ah, oh, a quest, and I look over at Nico. Um. Little one, what say you? Uh, Nico has been uh, looking around wide-eyed at the city, kind of mumbling, this is the biggest city that I've ever, ever seen. And then when um, Frog addresses them, can turns back around. Um, I, I don't, he, he seems all right. I should just eat in a sandwich. Uh, and then Nico will hop over to Carl and extend one little hand. Be like, nice to meet you. <laughs> Aww. Carl takes the hand as delicately as possible, uh, looks confused whether, like, he's supposed to shake it or, like, take it and give it, like, a polite kiss and then decides to pull it in halfway and give a slight shake and let go. <clears throat> nice to meet you, too. So, if you have fancy weapons and quests and you're not villains, you must be heroes? <laughs> <laughs> That's us, mate. Some regular old heroes. Uh, Ooh, something funny. Takes a big, long, sardonic drag on a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we're heroes. Well, uh, you know, it's whatever heroes around here besides the big six. But, uh, good for you. Uh, who are, th- who are the big six? The, the big six? The big hero six? I'm, uh, Carl's phone buzzes and he looks down. I'm sure he'll probably run into them now, apparently, uh, apparently there's an incident going down right across the valley. <laughs> Just all okay. Very convenience. Do you all have a car or something, or do you want me to take you? You shall join us, us on this quest and redeem your name with us. Take us to your steed. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a ride. <laughs> I wanna. Can I? Can I? Can I roll to make a link with Carl? Yes. Yeah. As as Carl is taking you to his steed, can you all? Anyone who wants to can roll to make a link with uh, felony Carl. Uh, yeah. I want a mastery like teacher link with him. Cool. <laughs> Go ahead and roll that. Um, okay. And Constantine, what link do you want? I'm I'm gonna roll a light link because I think Carl's a poor sap who, who doesn't need to have anything to do with this. <laughs> I rolled a six. Ooh, okay. So on a six, the GM gives you a link, uh, but also picks one. Make a move as hard as you want, or someone else gets a link. Uh, and I got an eleven. <laughs> so... I think how we'll do this is... Nico's going to try to be friends with Felony Carl. Go ahead and roll that. Felony Carl is such a good name. <laughs> Felony Carl is one of my favorites. Uh, for me, on a, on a 10+, plus, uh, you both get a link on one another, and your link move triggers. So I've put him down under light link, and my link move is, whenever you make a link with someone, lock a different link. So I'm locking my heart link with Nico. Nice, nice, nice. I got an 8. An eight? Yes. 
Cool. So you either, uh, on a 79, you can either activate your link move or get the link you wanted. My link move is a friend of my friend is my friend. Um, when I make a link that one of my friends already has, everyone else in the party is granted the same link. Would that mean everybody is now friends with Felony Carl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, 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 you, because you're trying to make a light link, which I've just already made. So if you, so if you activate your move, then everyone gets a light link with Felony Carl. Oh yes, I think that's. Does mine lock because I already had it? I don't think so. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, it's so when you make a link that one of your friends already has, it would mean everyone else would get it. So actually, oh, it would override yeah, so not me. the, the yeah. failed link uh, uh, that Frog had rolled and make that a light link. I'm not his teacher, but he doesn't hate me. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all uh, Nico smoothed it over. We're all friends of Felony Carl now. Yes, except there's still the GM makes a hard move option, which will come into us in a second. Uh so as as you're all now friends with Felony Carl, and you make a step around the corner to his steed, uh, which is a motorcycle that looks like a like a very heavy ride with a skull on it, but it is bedazzled pink oh my god uh, with a variety of glitter and pink paint uh and he looks back to you guys and says are you getting on nico looks so excited and hops on wherever there's room whether there's like a sidecar or something is this (laughs) i need to know exactly if there's a sidecar or or what the situation is because if this room constantine is just getting on behind carl and like arms like one arm around him other arm like smoking yes there's definitely room behind carl and a sidecar for nico so nico gets the sidecar i love the color (laughs) oh thank you it uh, shows how in touch with my masculinity i am <laughs> I got something that looks it it kind of matches. Oh no, he's charming. Me. Um, <laughs> Nico reaches into their pockets and pulls out a little tube of glitter glue in the same color. It's sparkly and pink. See? Same color. Adorable. That is very cute. And I think at this moment Can Frog jump up to be like on the handlebars? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I and as Frog is jumping up to get on the handlebars, uh, there is a whooshing sound as a another <coughs> cart whooshes by y'all and spins the motorcycle and sends Frog flying uh, uh, into a nearby, like, into the middle of the road. And Frog, mark one harm. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, I imagine, so... For, like, this, like, almost comp cartoon, I imagine, like, I fall in the middle of the road and my huge cloak, like, swirls around and, like, gets on my head and blinds me for a moment. Um, and I'm trying to, like, get it off. And are there cars coming at me right now? Uh, no, it's pretty empty since the middle of the night, but you find yourself, like, lying in a trail of ketchup and mustard. <laughs> uh, Nico yelps, hops out of the sidecar and goes over to check on Frog. I uh, I let you, like, help me and, like, uh, sort of steady uh, and say, what what magic was that? Uh, I don't know. It zoomed away really fast. And and as you say that, you hear, coming through! And uh, a figure on two wheels, it seems, with a yellow helmet, zooms past you all uh, and, like, does a spin around where you're sitting and keeps going. The steeds in this area, I forgot how wondrous they are. These are so much faster than the boats that I took. Onwards to danger! 
Carl looks up. Are you okay? Tis but a scratch. Well, uh, you were asking where the heroes were. Points at the slowly, like, zooming away figure on, uh, circular, like, wheel rollerblade thingies. There they are. I wonder where they're going. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I guess, are we good to just, like, get back on the bike and just keep going? Keep going? Yeah. yeah. I think, and I definitely try to get back on the handlebars. Back mm. in the sidecar. Yeah. So, you all get back onto the bike in the exact same, like, setup you were before. Uh, and you start zooming down after them. Uh, and you make it down the street, and you notice, as you start getting closer, that what hit you before was a go-kart. Uh, it is a go-kart that is seems to be not having a normal combustion engine, but ejecting ketchup and mustard from its back, uh, driven by... This person, uh, which looks like a robot figure with a noodle burger as its head. Mm. <laughs> I think I turn back and look at Constantine and say, Doth you see a demon? <laughs> <sighs> could be, could be. Carl looks up. We're not going to be able to catch up with them. This might be time for me to start casting a spell from the back of the motorbike. Oh. Uh, I think it's just it's it's, it's Carl wearing uh, a leather jacket. Yes, Carl. Okay, good. Then I definitely stub out my cigarette on his shoulder and and then th- and throw it, cause <laughs> and then like start doing like hand gestures and chants in langu- a language that none of you know. <laughs> I, the player, don't know either. I imagine Constantine probably doesn't know much more of the language except the words he's saying. Well, that that's the thing. He, like, I have no idea how much of an understanding of the languages in general he has, but he knows, like, spells and magic from, like, so many different languages across so many different cultures. Maybe he's just really good at memorization. Yes. So, to roll the cast magic, you roll plus mastery. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we haven't done this before, oh, so I want to see if you're okay with it. I feel like you're casting demonic magic, and I might want to interfere. <laughs> I am totally okay with that, especially when it's like uh, we're supposed to because you're my apprentice. We're supposed to get a we're supposed to get a plus one forward to help. You're supposed to get a plus one forward to helping me, but instead you're interfering because you don't trust me. Which is <laughs> yeah. mwah, beautiful. I love it. Alright, so before you roll your master roll, uh, you gotta roll your interfere, which is a roll plus dark. Yes, okay. This is the one thing I actually have a stat in as well. Um, <laughs> so, I got a nine. So with a nine, it says choose one. They are pushing through stress yes. to do it, or they take experience if they don't do it. Um, I'm pushing through stress. <laughs> So it depends how, I guess, which which of the options you're choosing. Depends how you're interfering. Like, what are you doing to interfere? They, they choose to either give you the carrot or the stick. As I take out my broadsword and I sort of point it towards you and just say, No, not the evilest tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think the push through stress here is having to, like, maintain your concentration as there is a sword at your neck and someone is yelling at you. And you are on a motorcycle? Mm. Uh. And Carl, or Felony Carl, is right there in between us. 
I, I think this is probably a push through stress based um, mastery. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is what makes most sense here. So, okay, so uh, I'll just roll these. Reroll selected. So that's a seven because I've got plus two mastery. Nice. Or, oh, it's a push through stress, so it's plus your mastery links. So how many links of mastery do you have? Oh, so then, oh, so then I think that makes it a six. That is correct. Uh, so I think what happens is you're, you're trying to still cast the spell, right? Is what you're doing here? Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. So what spell did you have in mind? Like, what were you trying to do? Uh, Well, like, looking at the... It would have depended on what the effects were, but, like, I think... uh. Primarily, I think the what I would have chosen was like you know the the magic inflicts a semi permanent condition. I guess would be the one I'd choose because I was I was trying to I was trying to identify the Noodleburger head person because because uh, oh. you know because it uh, Nico said was like demon and I was like could be and I was I was like trying to figure out like who slash what this is. Okay. So I think what happens is you try to identify, uh, and as you're doing this, um, your magic fritzes out, and what you think this thing is uh, appears. So what do you think this is? <sighs> what is Constantine's first impression of to what this noodle burger thing is? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Okay, so you know how this, like... <sighs> this, uh, so you know in like fiction when the, like there are like demons related to the seven deadly sins <laughs> and and there's usually a disparity when it comes to like how they're depicted in terms of like for most of the sins like the demons look as if they may embody that sin in terms of like embody a person or being who like who commits the sin but often is the case with lust is the sort of invert that and it's kind of gross and they make it so that like the demon is like an object of lust rather than uh -huh. i think this is like that sort of thing but like i think it's a gluttony demon yes oh, no. what you end up with is just a giant ball of spaghetti dare i say a flying spaghetti monster Oh, oh no. no! In the middle of the road, uh, and it lets out a howl, and the yellow figure on the rollerblades turns around at the noise, and you can see from this distance that they mutter under their breath, uh, and they zoom towards y'all. But you are much closer to this flying spaghetti monster. So, what do the rest of you do, Frog and Nico? Look what you've done now! Felony Carl has like full brake the motorcycle and is skidding to a halt as fast as possible. Which is hard to do on ketchup and mustard-covered roads. <laughs> Imagining, like, the water parting, like, when it's very rainy, yeah. but instead it's just, like, condiments. <laughs> I, I think Nico is protected by the sidecar. Uh, Constantine is getting hit full blast in the face. Uh, Frog depends. Frog's on the handlebar, but I don't know if Frog, like, pulls up the cape to block it or just... I think my shield, like, my shield comes okay. up. And then I lower it and I look at Nico and I say, Apprentice! What is our strategy? Uh, Nico um, pops out of the the sidecar where they had ducked down and looks up at this like roaring spaghetti monster. Looks around at us and uh, I, 
I don't know what the strategy is, but I believe in us and I'm going to. Uh, when the party's back is against the wall, you can buff them, and I believe I roll with heart for that. Yes. Um, is it exactly. just my heart stat, or is it heart plus my links? Yeah, just heart. Okay. Um, so I have a plus one in heart, and I am going to roll. Um, roll three, five, plus one. Uh, so on a nine... Um, your friends take plus one forward, and I will take minus one forward. Um, I don't know if Felony Carl is considered part of that party. Yeah, cause cause a light link. Yeah, I mean Felony Carl doesn't rule, but I, I think I think it gives Felony Carl like the confidence to uh, put his foot down on the road. I think is what he does. He puts his foot down to slow it down. I think when NPCs get a plus one forward, they just something beneficial can happen. Yeah. Okay. So he just yeah. puts his foot down on the road to like give the motorcycle even more traction and slows down. But Nico will have minus one forward to the next roll I make, I think. Um Frog. Frog wants to do something now. We'll have plus one forward to this roll. Um So I think when you say that, I say apprentice, first you look for any advantage, and I wanna see like looking around the environment if I see anything I can kind of use to um give us a bonus or like I don't know, hurt this spaghetti glutton demon mm-hmm. that Constantine has totally summoned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you uh, roll me a deep dive? Because it sounds like you're trying to ask what is the best way out of the situation. Yeah. Or what here could I use to beat this gluttony demon? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so I roll with heart and then I have a plus one on this because of the... Yep. All right. Six. With the plus one, I got a six. Aw, that is unfortunate. Oh. All right. On a so, miss, you tell me something I wish wasn't true. Okay. So I think what happens is uh, you look at this monster and you think for a second, you could probably hit this with a fire hydrant and get it to like un- uh, dissolve. But then you realize it's not being held together by sauce. It's being held together by the spaghetti itself being tangled in itself and knotted together. So it will not be easy to take apart. Uh, I take the time to look back at Constantine and say, this is what your darkest magic hath wrought. And then I want to leap forward and try and like slash through the spaghetti monster. All right. Roll me a strike with intent, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, so that's dark, so I'll have plus one in that. Eight. Um, actually, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I was going to suggest maybe, I was going to suggest that maybe when you say that, like, as you're going to attack, like, Constantine (laughs) instead, like, says to you, like, it it wasn't me who did this, it was you and you're interfering. You're a terrible apprentice. (laughs) I was going to suggest uh, that this is for your own good. When you push someone away for their own safety, unlock a link with them and choose one for them. And I was going to give them, uh, they get an automatic 10 plus on the next roll. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine by me. Uh, So I deal harm and... And you choose. Uh, I want to deal great harm. And cool. I want to defend myself from harm. So I, I imagine, like, I attack with the sword, but in my froggy leap, I, like, kind of flip over them 
and land maybe behind a car or some sort of protection. Yeah, and I think uh, as you're leaping, they try to lash out uh, with their spaghetti tentacles and this. And then when you get behind the car, you hear like fuddings of cannonballs hitting the car as giant meatballs are launched at the car and fud harmlessly against it. Can I just say for any Chrono Trigger people, Frog's theme music is totally playing right now. Constantine or Nico, what do you two want to do? I, 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 I could do something if you... <laughs> yeah, if you have an idea, go. <laughs> I will say, it is looking like this thing is very hurting after Frog Strike, because this was just summoned, it was summoned mostly by accident, in a world where summoning demons is not a super sustainable thing. So, one, one hit by Frog has mostly gotten it to, like, be subdued. I'd, I'd like to act just because, like, you did that move that gives me a plus one forward and you a plus one minus, and my whole thing is that I'm protective of you, so, like, <laughs> I think it makes sense narratively yeah. for me to, like, step in and be the one who I... Okay, because Nico was about to run in and do something reckless, like, basically, they pulled a stick out of their sleeves and was going to try and use it as a sword. And I fully and I fully just like pick you up and put you back in the sidecar and turn, <laughs> and turn around and start uh, trying to ca- cast magic again. Start like the same, well, not the same. In fact, completely different incantations, like a different language, different hand gestures being made. Both hands this time. Um, All right. Uh, are you trying to do cast magic again, or are you trying one of the strike moves? What are you thinking here? Uh. I'm trying to do cast magic. I think I'm basically, unless I'm using a weapon, I'm only going to use cast magic because cast magic has a causes harm option. That's fair. Um, so I feel like since I am using magic, like that's, yeah, <laughs> what I should be doing. Unless I'm like specifically going for one of the effects in the other moves. Yeah. Unless you're specifically trying to like lash out at someone. Yeah, yeah. Like if I put if I punch someone, obviously I'll I'll do differently. So what we need to do is get you in a bar fight. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Just get me in a bar. <laughs> that's so that's the character speaking. Um, oh, so that's a six again. Is that six even with your plus plus three? It's plus, I'm on plus two, aren't I? With magic with mastery. And then you have plus one from Nico. Oh yes, yeah, so it's seven. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> Yay. Friend powers. Yay. Okay, so it's a mixed success. Nice. So which one are you choosing? Uh, I'm definitely choosing causes one harm. Oh, what does it look like? Describe it. <laughs> so ironically, I think it looks like me. <laughs> this is done completely with a sense of irony. Um, I open up. A miniature black hole next to and I want to spaghettify the flying spaghetti monster in the black hole. Perfect. Yeah, and I think as you're doing that, the yellow bladed figure finally catches up and she sees the situation, looks very confused and makes a decision and starts spinning around the spaghetti monster and corrals it into the black hole. And then I imagine you close it at that point. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not keeping it open. <laughs> it closes, and there's a beat of silence on the street, I imagine. Uh, and then she pulls up her transparent visor, looks at y'all, pops a, pulls, pops a, like, blows a really big bubblegum bubble balloon, pops it, and goes, Who are you? Uh, I want 
to jump out, frog jump from the car and land in front of her and do a grand bow with like my cloak sweeping out and say, Lady Knight, it is a pleasure to meet you and someone of such fine skill. And then I look over and say, Apprentice, come meet this knight. So uh, Nico was when he when you uh, John Constantine put him back in the put them back in the uh, sidecar looked a little bit sad. I'm like I was gonna get him with my stick, <laughs> <laughs> but then hops out of it and runs over to um, Frog and this new person. Mm. And like the second that uh, the second that Nico is no longer right next to me, I'm pulling out a fresh cigarette and laying it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try and form like a friendship with this person who I think is a knight? Yeah, you can form a light link. Is this what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. If anyone else wants to, they can, or you can wait a bit on rolling a link. Let's see how well this goes. Oh, not well. It's a five. It's a five. All right. So, I think what's going to happen is uh, on the myth, the DM gives you a link, but also picks one. Uh,. I think you're going to get a heart link. Uh, you saw how expertly this knight handled the situation, made decisions on the fly, decided which was the bigger threat, and went to save more people. Uh, and you want to be more like that, I imagine. Mm, I like it. And uh, does someone else gets a link. So I think what's going to happen is, if you're okay with it, Nico, you get a light link with this person okay nico i love it yeah nico is uh extending a tiny hand and introducing themselves and asking uh this new person on the wheels name <laughs> uh as she's about to say something you hear a uh voice <sighs> sprinting up go 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 there you are hey who are you uh and a figure dressed fully in green uh, uh, appears in front of y'all. Uh, he's also got a visor uh, and has, like, pauldrons on. Hi there, I'm Nico. He's, like, Hi. waving with the long sleeve. Uh, I'm Wasabi. Gogo, who, who are these? And Gogo looks all of y'all up one more time and turns back to Wasabi. They were... I was chasing Noodle Burger Boy and they interfered. I'm s still just sort of like standing in like a distance from the from the rest of them smoking my cigarette watching how this unfolds. <laughs> is that what the demon was? Mr. John, is that what the demon was? <clears throat> demon? Who, who's a demon? Uh, the uh, figure in green is very panicked at the word demon and like ignites two plasma blades on his arms and looks around and start swinging them kind of defensively, but more haphazardly than anything. <laughs> uh, no worries, friend. We we are on a quest with our friend, Felony Carl, coming forth <laughs> and introduce yourself to these fine knights. Carl waves and goes, sup? And they both wave back, hey, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. These characters already have links with each other before we yeah. showed up. <laughs> <laughs> these characters all know each other it's just like let's introduce you i think like i like uh uh nico's question and wasabi's panic like 
Constantine definitely like wa- like walks a bit closer to join and it's just like nothing to worry about. We uh dealt with the flying spaghetti monster. <sighs> That's the sort of thing that happens when you base your beliefs on irony, I guess. Anyway, I was just wondering what uh was what it's that that demon sorted. We were just wondering what's uh and just like very much gesturing with his head. What's what's going on there? At the, at the uh, noodleburger-headed person. Yeah. Uh, so, Gogo just pops on the front bubble gum. Wasabi pants and gains his breath back and goes, Okay, yeah, um, so, uh, Noodleburger Boy, uh, was, was a mascot for a restaurant, turned evil killer robot, nearly indestructible. It is a demon! <gasps> I mean... Just robotics, you know, technology and science, but yeah, I, I, I guess. Have you not seen Black Mirror Kid? Technology is uh, <laughs> almost more demonic than the original stuff. Nico, Nico tilts their head like, uh, what, what happened to him? So why why, why the robot go bad? Um, well, uh, actually, um, see this man uh, called Obake, he's been trying to do stuff in the city, uh, and he's been... Getting some allies. I think Noodle Burger Boy might be one of his. Uh, Gogo pops another bubble gun and goes, Look, we appreciate the help, but we need to go back to figuring out what Obake is up to and why he was stealing parts for a now defunct facility. So, if you don't mind. He sounds like an evil wizard. We have a new quest. We shall help <laughs> you. <laughs> <sighs> tech wizard, maybe. I, I, I don't see many much, you know, do we... <laughs> Don't see any evidence of any magic involved. Fun fact, we already dealt with the tech wizard. Uh, but yes, if you guys want to help us with Obake, uh, that would be... Gogo, what do you think? And Gogo, who's like, slowly skated halfway down the street, sighs, pops in the purple and turns around, goes, Alright, yeah, sure, whatever. I think it's really sad he's making bad robots. The only robots I ever met were helpful. Oh, <laughs> um, can I can I get a quick reminder of like we're here to stop something, right? I'm just trying to think. Do we do? I can't remember if we know who we're here to like face because no, I, I don't know if you guys know specifically what you're here for. I believe we agreed that y'all are kind of together on your journeys. I don't know if we said this on mic, so let's say it now. Uh, Tracing down Lavos, who is the main villain from Chrono Trigger and also a demon, while Nico is trying to figure out what the purpose of their son is, right? Yeah, the, the, like that would be Nico's personal um, quest. Yeah. So I, I turn to Constantine and I say, Lavos has many forms and many faces and uses robotics and magic and blows up planets. And I can't say I've been in the future of this planet, but... We should stop it. And I'd like nod decisively. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Things aren't over yet, so please join us for the next episode. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work, so if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at 
and pledged to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.